Hello and welcome to All That Good Stuff, a no-nonsense podcast where we share the good, the bad and the ugly of building a startup business. My name's Sam Wilcox. I run a marketing automation company called Tribecto Automations and a trade-focused sales and marketing agency called KBB Sales Engine. And I'm Dan Holliday of the ETS Builder Materials, an alternative to the standard builder's merchant utilising a network of suppliers to offer competitive pricing. How are we doing, Dan? You good? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How are you, mate? I'm good, I'm good. Bit of a hectic morning for you. It's It's been crazy. I mean, it's, it's that time of year in this industry where we're planning for factory shutdowns. So, you know, needs must and all that. <laughs> what do you mean, factory shutdowns? Enlighten me. I don't know what that means. So... Most of my window and door suppliers are based in Eastern Europe. Okay. Uh, they dictate holiday for their staff. So they get two weeks in the summer and two weeks in the winter. Ah, interesting. Um, so that they don't have odd days where they're having to scrape together staff and all that kind of thing. It's just set in stone that they have the two weeks at a time and, and the factory completely closes. At Christmas, it's not an issue because we also close down as businesses. In the summer, it just takes a little bit of planning. Um, so the factory shutdown has been announced for one particular factory in July. So we've got two weeks to get things in order. Otherwise, goods won't be seen until middle of August. Cool, man. Oh. So it's just, it just takes a bit of planning and, and, you know, jumping on the customers and shouting at them and making sure that they know what they're doing. So it's not my fault if things go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, so what, how's your week been? All good, all good. Um, so I suppose just for a bit of context for the listeners, um, as I say in the intro, I run a marketing automation company called Tribecto Automations, where we deal with setting up marketing, well, marketing strategies and sales strategies, and then trying to automate those as, as much as possible in those strategies as possible. Um, and the KBB Sales Engine is another brand that we've recently created. Um, to specifically target or and work with kitchen bedroom and bathroom showrooms. So the past couple of weeks has been pretty busy building all of that out and uh, designing what we would call a, the, the funnel in terms of getting people to actually see the KBB sales engine website and then taking them down a path where they would then view a demo video in terms of how the strategy works. They would then apply um, you know, fill in an application form on the website, um, which would then allow them to book in a call and we get on a sales call. So, so the past couple of weeks have been pretty busy designing that funnel just to make sure that um, whoever does come across it and well, who, whoever we actually target with, with the offer actually understands, right, well, first I hit the website, then I need to watch this video, then I need to apply if I'm interested. And it just kind of takes them down that path towards potentially making a buy-in decision. Like yeah, You're um, putting them on a journey. Yeah prior to them understanding how they're putting their customers on a journey. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Again, all sales should follow that model regardless of what you're selling. And actually, what's great from my understanding of the KBB sales engine is actually it can be applied to almost any business. Um, it's great that you're focusing it on a specific industry. And it's great for me because I can empathize with, with the industry because I, I have worked in the kitchen above from showroom before. And, and, and you know, from from there, it's uh, it you can sort of envisage it sort of growing and growing and growing um, because well, I think so. There's just a big you know the reason that we're we're going well targeting the, this kind of industry and trying to work with these guys is because a we've got a proven track record already. So yeah. we've already got clients that we've done um, set up this whole system for 
um, in the kitchen, bedroom, and bathroom space, and it's worked tremendously well for them. Um, so we've already proven the model. And there's just a big need for it in this space as well. I mean, like most of the trade industry, they're very slow to pick up on any kind of um, tech technology, online marketing trends. Um, I, I don't think it's it's necessarily just that either. I, I think it's an industry, uh, and, and speaking from from my experience that I've had so far in the building industry, it's it's we're all creatures of habit, and I think more so than anything, this industry suffers from that. Um, and actually, getting people to understand how um, change is good, and how automate automation, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, can actually help them process more orders more efficiently. Actually, all your the hard job for you is actually getting the time in front of them to actually show them how that can happen. Because I, I very much believe, especially with the automation software that you've got in place, that actually just sitting down with them and them seeing that path should be enough to onboard them. Yeah, well, that's an interesting one. So <clears throat> we started, so the process of me kind of launching this, I suppose, um, I'll kind of walk you through that in terms of how it's kind of structured, right? Yeah. Uh, just give you a bit of an insight. So the first thing that I did was built, obviously, the website, which is a very simple website. It's a homepage, which talks about what the system does and the benefits of having it. Then there's another page, which is a demo page, which has got a 15-minute video on there of, you know, just walking walking the user through exactly how it works. So walking the potential client through how it would work. And then it's just got an application form. And that application form comes into my automated CRM system and notifies me and I follow up, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Right. So like that was kind of phase one, just getting that set up so that there is a sales process. Right. Um, then so that, that took a, a week or two. And then not this week, just gone. We're on Friday now, just for a bit of context, but the week previously, um, we started doing some data um, analysis and just research online and collating a list of kitchen, bedroom, bathroom showrooms, right? In the UK. Okay. So we pulled together a sheet of around about 150 um, different showrooms across the UK. And the you know their email addresses who the owners are all of that good stuff and it's it's an interesting one because we had that list and then i my my initial plan was right okay well what we'll do is we will start sending as many emails as possible you know one-on-one -on -one emails directly to to these email addresses and say look you know this is what we're doing take a look and point them to the website so that they can see the video apply if they like it you know yeah. That, that's the kind of process really. So we started sending those emails out last week, which um, brought in inquiries. So we were getting inquiries off the back of those emails, replies, yeah. people. That, that was my next question was how, how's the success been on that? Cause so the email addresses that we got are actually pretty poor quality from yeah. that first launch and the, those first batch of emails. And the reason being is because most of them are all info at and sales at and, and inquiries at email addresses, right? right? So you never know who that's actually going to hit, whether it's even going to get opened. So in terms of that first initial campaign, what yeah. we found was we had about a 40, I think it was 45% open rate. So that's not the, bad. 
it's it's actually pretty good um, yeah. for that kind of email. Sending those emails to the sales app, for example, I mean, it's pretty oh, much the worst it, type of email that you can send an email to. No, and, and that's something that we will go through in, a, in another show because I have a formula that I use when I cold call to actually get information out of people. Perfect. So let, let's make a mental note that we should talk about that in, in, in more detail because that could help a lot of people. Sure. So... So yeah, so the open rates were okay. Um, then the click-through rates, I think of about, I think about 60, 70% of those people that opened then clicked through. I don't have the numbers up in front of me, but- That's, well, that's pretty good that. still. Yeah, and then we ended up getting around four inquiries off the back of that. And then I've had, since then, I've had one actual face-to-face -face meeting with a guy that's not too far from me in Sheffield this week. Okay. Um, and a couple more that are on the, on the border of being arranged, right? So out of sending 100 odd emails to you know, pretty crappy email addresses, potentially gonna get, I would say, you know, two, three, four meetings out of it. Four percent right? is pretty good. Yeah, which is okay. I mean, it's, no, no, that's, it's that's, nothing crazy, but- Considering the, like you're saying, the, the quality of the email address, there's nothing personal about it. Yeah, that sales at email address generally speaking is going to be picked up by a lead generator or something of that ilk right. um, and so you're kind of hoping that they pick up the email and understand it enough to forward it on which yeah exactly and that has that has happened actually in some cases there's a couple a couple of the conversations that we started having have come you can see the email chain right so yeah. you can see that they've been forwarded on which is great but yeah. um I wasn't expecting it to, to be a you know, massive success anyway. Um, I'm happy that the, the, the main key takeaway for me is that the process works, right? Yeah. Like I can put a hundred crappy email addresses in at one end and I can get meetings out of the other end, right? Which, like, if you can do that consistently every week and get <laughs> well, meetings what, a month. What we started to do now is revisit our uh, research process and improve the quality of the email addresses that we've got. So from, so over the course of this week, as I've been kind of having meetings with people, well, having that one meeting with, with that person yeah. um, in Sheffield, and then um, we've also been, again, like revisiting the research process and getting more emails. So now we've built up another list of 300 emails and they're all personal emails, there's no info Brilliant. ads, there's no sales ads. Um, so the plan would be when I get back off holiday, so I'm away next week, um, we'll relaunch again and we'll, we'll take that list of 300 higher quality email addresses and we'll break them down into smaller campaigns, right? So we'll, we'll break uh, yeah, them so down you can into like success on A, B, yeah. C and D or something like that. Exactly, right? So we might, might, might break them down into small chunks of 50. I yeah. might break them down into chunks of 100. I'm not too sure yet. But, um, I mean, ultimately speaking, like you're saying, 50 is, is quite a good one because you've got individuals' names. And, and again, just prior to us doing a full full-blown talk on on how to do a sales pitch etc etc for, for me because you've got the customer's name yeah effectively the content of that initial email is almost irrelevant because if they don't read it it doesn't matter it, it gives you that ability to then pick up the phone and and you can warm that up straight away because you've already started a conversation with them despite the fact that they may not have realized that yeah exactly right so the process will be i think the next time round is 
and, and, and this is basically what we do for clients as well, right? So it's, it's yeah. we have a process, we've tested the process, the process works, um, we've aut- we automate the email sendings so that it's not me sat here, you know, sending 100 emails and then- uh, and, and just and for my understanding. Emails and then 100 follow-up number three emails, you end up sending hundreds of emails, right? So Yeah, and for, for my understanding, that's formatted like a MailChimp sort of style email, is it? It's actually not, no. Um, there's a tool that I use called MailShake, which just plugs into your Gmail account. Okay. And it sends the email actually from your email address, right? So um, so it's not like a... So the difference between like a, 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 a tool like MailShake that plugs into your Gmail account and um, something like MailChimp or one of those other kind of like bigger email broadcasting tools. Mm. When you send an email to 100 people and you use MailChimp, that email gets sent from MailChimp's servers, right? Uh, which everybody else in, you know, every every man, cat and his dog sends emails. So to mail it may customers. well already be marked as spam prior to exactly it. Exactly that, right? So the delivery rate on those emails, although is good, it's not as good of as, you know, just me sending you an email from my no, account. because it's deliberate. Yeah, and it always gets, you know, it's pretty much 100% delivery rate, right? Because it's coming yeah. from a personal email. Yeah. So Aleshake comes in, is it actually plugs into your um, Gmail account and it allows you to um, upload the list and then you, you you have sending limits when sending from an email, a, a Gmail address, right? Yeah. So you can only... But it's start. still about 50 something, isn't it? Yeah, right. So, it, so what it does is it staggers the email sends over the course of, you know, a period of a day or two days or however long it is, depending on the list size, mm. all right? So but what you can also do with it and what we did was is we set up a, a three-step process. So, I mean, we have the, we have obviously the... Um, we, we have the company name, we've got their website, we know the owner's name, we've got um, the email addresses now. So we can personalize those email addresses using, uh, sorry, those emails that we're sending out to include the company name so that it, you know, it, it, it So you're using the mail merge function. Use the mail merge function within it, yeah. So, so that's cool. Um, and we can also then set up like a follow-up email two and a follow-up email three if they don't reply. Um, and then we just leave it at that, right? So we don't want to keep pestering them. No, I mean, for, with regards to your, your sales strategy, mm-hmm. do you then pick up the phone to these guys at any point or, or are you purely at this point testing the, the success on emails? I didn't do for this previous um, campaign that we've just finished. Um, I plan on doing for the next ones. But the next one is more strategic in terms of the fact that you've got names and, and proper and email addresses. emails, yeah. So it actually justifies a call more so because you've got someone that you can pick up the phone. Go, yeah, like, so I mean, one of the great things about the tool is that MailShake is it obviously shows you who's opened the email, who's clicked the email and actually checked the website out. So, you know, if you're looking for a list of people, well, say again, sorry. Will it tell you what time? Yep, they've opened email because that's that's a real good indicator as a time that they're free to actually answer the phone as well. Exactly right. So, you know, if you're looking for a list of people to call, um, then you go straight to the people that have clicked the links and actually gone yeah. and visited your website, right, and get feedback from them first. So it gives you a really easy list of people to prioritize. You want to yeah, well, it, it immediately warms up that cold call, which is so important because, I mean, you know it, we all know it that when someone just picks up the phone and, and rings out of nowhere, there's that instant kind of negativity in the tone of your voice that you would give back because you don't want to take that call. Yeah. We right. None of us admit to wanting to be sold to. 
everyone likes to buy, apparently. True fact. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, getting into the to the weeds here a bit, which um, um, hopefully is helpful to people. But that's kind of how we set up the outbound campaign, and and what we'll do is we'll we'll we we structure it as a campaign, right? So we'll send you know this this next campaign to you know 50 or 100 and then we'll analyze the results and then maybe we'll improve the messaging in the emails or mm-hmm. maybe we'll make changes to the website and then we'll send the next campaign and see what the results are so it's a continual um it's a continual process to try and yeah. improve results over time um but yeah so that, that's kind of what's been happening with me over the course of the past couple of weeks so and i suppose the way that you've you've set up your own automation because you're not a kbb showroom effectively what you're saying is any business can utilize this initial process regardless of what they're selling well i think it depends right because yourself in that the strategy that i've just explained and what i'm using to contact the kbb showrooms works better and it's more of a b2b strategy Mm. Um, because you kind of got to know who you're con who you're targeting right like my yeah customer is very specific it's k kbb showrooms uh the owners of those showrooms um you know ideally doing you know a mill turnover um ages age range between 30 and 50 right like that's generally my target customer um it's not a strategy that i would go and implement in the showrooms because it would be weird for a kitchen showroom to just start randomly outbound emailing people. They're a B2C, they're a B2C product, right? So they need to be, their, their marketing strategy needs to be slightly more tailored. It's different. Yeah. So what we do with the KBB sales engine, it's a different strategy. Um, so one of the things that these, so I'll, I'll dive into that a little bit. So one of the things that all of the showrooms have um, in, well, in, in 90% of the cases is a brochure, right? Yeah. And if I'm a customer and I'm visiting a showroom's website, um, I just want to see what the kitchens look like, you know, yeah. um, just, just show me what the kitchens look like. So what we do is it, we, we set up a, a, an automated inbound strategy for those guys, right? So right. they need website traffic um, for it to work. So what happens is, is when there's a website visitor that hits their site, what we do is we offer them a free brochure via, you know, a professionally designed landing page which sells the brochure they put their email address in they come into the kbb sales engine system that we've designed immediately they're they're in that sales funnel right exactly right and then they're in that follow-up process um of of emails and also the sales team can track you know who's opening the emails who's engaging with the content that we're sending them and the sales team can interact with the hot leads and and book them in for 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 an appointment so that's a whole automated system, but that's, that's, that's the strategy that we use for them because they need to, it's more of an inbound strategy, right? Like we can't just go out and cold email everybody because that would just be weird. <laughs> no, and, and, and you've got to be so careful with GDPR rules and all that kind of thing. You've got to know where you've got that information from as well, which if you don't know a hundred percent, it can land you in a whole world of trouble. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, so, so B2B is, is, the way that you're sort of saying it, yeah, completely strategic, but actually if the the lead is coming to you organically through your website, then then it's a legitimate lead that you've obtained in a legal way. 
Yeah, and they have to opt in on the way in, right? So they can request a brochure and we can send them the brochure, but we, you know, they have to check the box to say, look, we we agree to marketing communications. Um, well, we phrase it a bit differently, obviously, but we yeah. agree to communications on an ongoing basis for, uh, you know, for promotions and offers. And, and then they get that opt out automatically, I'm assuming, when the email arrives. Yeah, well, if they, if they don't opt in, yeah, and we we send them the brochure because they have requested that, so we can we can give them that, and then we just and then they don't get anything else, right? Would, uh, legally, are you then allowed to send them an email to say, just a week later or something? Did you receive the brochure? Okay, or is that sort of like a faux pas? As far as I'm aware, it's a little bit of a grey area. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's I I think that that's okay, but I wouldn't want to give any advice on that. No, fair, fair enough. <laughs> it, it, the GDPR rules. I mean, I, I've recently been on a similar journey in terms of utilizing my network and, and talking to old clients and and all that kind of thing. And I have to be so careful in the way that I pick up the phone and talk to these people because it's making sure that the information that I've got on them is readily available on the internet prior to me ringing them. Right, right, um, and all those sort of things because they've all got to follow, follow that journey, haven't they, of of opting in, opting out, and and being given the world of choice. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of a grey area, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, like GDPR covers a lot. Uh, in terms, well, when I did my research on it, when it came in, and I don't want to go into a big GDPR kind of. No, I don't think we either of us are, are equipped for that. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. So, um, as far as I'm aware, like if you're capturing leads, people people are opting in to, and giving you their data on the on their website. You yeah. have it, it's at that point that you have to you have to um, obtain consent from them to fax yeah. and then marketing emails, right? Because they're right. giving you a piece of data with with trust. When when it turns into like outbound emailing in terms of like what I'm doing with you know, to approach these other um, these other um, companies, yeah. this is data that's already available. You know, it's data that we found from their website. We're dropping yeah. them a one-on-one personal email. It's kind of like calling them. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so it's again a bit of a grey area. I don't want to go into into it in too much detail no, without no. knowing the facts. Um, but but yeah, that's uh, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. No. That that's that's brilliant. I mean, I think for, from everything that you've just said out, I think now's probably a good time to start wrapping up for for the next one. Yeah. Uh, cool. I, I think you've blown my mind enough as it is. Um, <laughs> and and that's the great thing about this as a, as a, as a, a kind of concept podcast is actually sam and i learn a lot from each other anyway and that's getting to know each other we've only known each other for a a relatively short time so actually there's a genuine interest between the conversation as well which is great um i think from there let's um let's look at wrapping up i mean how do you how did how do the how do the people get in touch what do we want them to say all of that we're available. We're, we are now available on all major podcasting platforms: Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. If you want to throw a question at us, you can do that through the Anchor app, or you can contact us on podcast at allthatgoodstuff.net. Uh, and we would love to talk to you. We'd love to engage with you, and ultimately, we'd love to structure this show around what you want to listen to. Um, and, and if you think you've got something worthwhile saying or anything along those lines chuck us an email we'll get in touch with you and we'll get you on the microphones because because we want this to be a real community-led thing perfect mate cool catch you on the next one speak to you soon